0: Hi, my name's Sam Steen and welcome to episode 20 of ACOR Tour Tales. This week, my guest is Igor from the band Daughter and they've got a new album out called Not To Disappear. This podcast is usually all about the uh, music industry or the entertainment industry and the people within it. This interview is a little bit more about the record itself, about that new album, but a little bit of industry chat as well. If you enjoy this interview, please do go back and check out our back catalogue. There's 19 other episodes and uh, if you subscribe, you'll find them all in your feed. And every time we release a new one, it'll pop up there. Next time, we're going to have James from Biffy Clyro on, so make sure you don't miss that one. Anyway. On with my chat I'm with Igor from Daughter. Well, I guess the the best place to start off is is with the new record. So not to disappear. Well, well I I've loved all the tracks basically. <laughs> I've, I've, yeah, I've, no, I've really really enjoyed it. I think I think it's um, not to put down the first record but I, I think it's a real step up what what's it been like for you guys you know since that you've you've been playing the tracks and uh you know just playing on it i guess I mean, it sounds very different to the first record was it a diff- a different experience to uh to make
1: yeah most definitely yeah um I think we just felt you know uh, we were quite uh, informed about uh the the um, the gigs from the the first record, so mm-hmm. so just we we kind of ended up touring for a good two years, and I think that really influenced so sort of how we came back into the studio and how we decided to approach the new record. Um, I think it was, it was just like we just kind of wanted to bring that kind of slightly rockier sound that we had on stage to the record, um, and um, it was it was anyway it was a very different thing, you know, and that kind of was writing in a different way uh, we kind of went into a proper studio where we just recorded the whole record so it there was yeah, it's quite a few um different um different elements to uh, to the approach compared to
0: first yeah well. yeah what, was it recorded as live or did you record all the separate parts and put it together afterwards
1: no, a lot a lot more sort of separately, but we would like record two instruments at a time uh so um Often we put Elena um, in uh, L- L- one room and Remy in the other. Um, and I would generally um, add my, my stuff last.
0: Mm-hmm. And just talking about that and how the songs are put together and the, the sort of composition of them, uh, how does that work? Does Elena sit down and write the songs just in a, you know, the sort of a basic accompaniment with it? And then like would they change an, an awful lot from her original demos to what the the final song would be?
1: Um, well, so I, in terms of the uh, origin of a song, it really depends from song to song. Um, some yeah you have, uh, come from Elena sort of having an idea, um, you know, at home or on tour or whatever, and kind of like building on that for a bit before sharing it with us. Uh, but sometimes it could be Elena and me in a room and um, like just kind of trying different musical ideas. And then if she gets inspired you know, look through her lyric book and uh, kind of maybe see if anything connects to the, the the vibe of the music that we're making at that point. Um, so like a song like To Belong" Long kind of started like that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but, uh, but, you know, something like Doing The Right Thing was very much something where uh, Eleanor had kind of an idea for quite a while. And then it, it definitely changed a good amount compared to what it was originally it kind of gained a bit more of a pace you know it was like it got a little bit faster than it was originally it was quite a slow song to start with um, and uh, uh, we transposed the guitar part and Give up and all that kind of stuff just trying, trying different things it didn't feel to me um, you know as a producer it didn't feel like it was the song was really so, you there yet? Like, mm-hmm. it felt like there was quite a lot of work, and and but it's always this big push and pull as well between us, where you know we maybe feel like the song should be going in different directions to each other. Like so, so uh, there's also just like finding finding a place where everyone is happy is a is a big thing.
0: Yeah, that, I guess that must be quite difficult, especially as uh, some of the lyrics on on this record are clearly very very personal. You know the. I'm sure mm-hmm. that she has an idea behind the songs and how they're meant to sound. How do you kind of, uh, is it easy to kind of say, listen, that's not really the best way the song could be?
1: Yeah, it's, it's a tough one. It's definitely a tough one. Um, it's I, th- I think it's uh, just about recognising that, you know, um, when you start making art, um, you know, it's it just instantly, as soon as you share it with anyone, it's just, it's not, what and exclusively what you intended it to be, uh-huh. if you see what I mean. Like uh, you know, people even people who do not per- participate in the creation of a piece of art, but simply um, you know see it and and integrate it in their own way. Just changes for them, it's probably going to be it might have a different meaning to what the artist intended. Yeah. Uh, so when there's several artists working on one song or one piece of art, it it, it obviously. Gets um, slightly, sli- like, and um, I have to say, um, modified from its original purpose.
0: Yeah, and I guess taking that a step further, than when other people take the band's music and, and remix it, what do you guys think about that? And, and you know, have you have there been any remixes that you really really enjoyed?
1: Yeah, we we haven't really done many official remixes. We kind of did this um split vinyl thing with uh, Warpaint where we remixed one of their songs and they remixed one of our songs mm-hmm. and that's very and that was very cool i mean we love we we love the 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 the, the idea and the art of remixing that's always, it's always something that we've all really loved uh it's just a really cool thing to sort of recycle music you know and to transform it into something else mm-hmm. um I, th- I think it's such a, a huge part of the culture of music making nowadays with like people sampling each other all the time and um and i I think i think that's great and really interesting and brings really interesting um results Mm. to the table
0: um how did that collaboration with warping come about
1: um well we've kind of like um played uh, uh different festivals and shows uh together we have like common friends uh, so kind of kind of through those things, really.
0: Is there much kind of competition between bands? Do you like? Do you see it when you're out on the circuit? If you're doing festival sets and you're you know you're with and around lots of other bands in the sim in the same kind of scene or out at the same time, is there kind of a relationship between the bands or or, or is there competition vying for space and airtime and things like that?
1: Uh, I, I really don't think so. I think that as soon as you kind of establish yourself by doing you know what you do and who you and like sort of just uh, b- sort of banking on your individuality. Uh, uh, then you just become a lot more comfortable, I think, with what you do and just that the things that you um, you're, you're you're doing will will bring what's good for you, kind of thing. Uh, I think I think you know at the start uh, it's it's a lot more noticeable when you know like all like for example in London you know there's a huge there's always a huge rush to get signed and to and for all that stuff to happen and uh there you can definitely sense uh, a lot more com- com- competitivity uh mm-hmm. between um between bands sometimes but really no i think that uh we've reached um a stage where like everyone we meet is just lovely and all all about you know just just doing good music and and not really like being you know like just craving you know more promo opportunities or something like that
0: Yes. Do you think that kind of establishing yourself kind of allowed you to um, do you you think that the kind of freedom that you get when you establish yourself has kind of allowed this album to be a little bit more I don't know if it's more personal or not but it certainly seems to be and it also seems as you said a while ago a little bit heavier than the first record is that perhaps the sound that Daughter always wanted to go for or?
1: Uh, I, I, I was, was never held back, um, but uh, I, think, I think it's just a question of, you know, uh, between, between the first two records, there are three years, which is plenty of time to uh, uh, be subject to different kinds of music and just have different things happen in our respective lives that, mm-hmm. you know, bring upon uh, the music that, that we've made. Uh, I think there's not like a, a big plan or anything in motion um, and we definitely don't uh, make music in a, a, a massive, like mass, reactive way to, um, to what's going on at the time musically or not, it's just whatever we, we like.
0: Yeah, yeah. and then what, what about the live show now going forward from here, is it going to change in any kind of way, is it a bigger spectacle perhaps than you had before?
1: Uh yeah, yeah, we definitely we're definitely working really hard on that. So um uh we we hope we hope to uh uh surprise a few people and stuff, but it's um it's all, it's always uh, uh also super dependent on the venue and all those kind of things just the size of the stages we're playing. But yeah, we really want to make it uh you know, an exp- a visual and sonic experience. So it's we do try we try batch and work with a, a really excellent lighting designer. So very
0: excited about that. Yeah, I always find that kind of interesting. You know, when, when you've done, say, you've done a tour and you have your backdrop and lights and smoke and, you know, your kind of basic sort of things, what's the, the conversation that you have? Is it the, do you actually sit down as a band and go, we want to make this a big kind of thing with different props and different kind of elements to the show to make it more of a visual experience for people? Or is it the label or is it the venues or is it somebody else coming in going, guys, you need to step this up a bit?
1: I mean, it's, it's definitely a asset thing, and then we have a, a crew who's also very um, uh, involved and dedicated to making a great show. So they'll obviously have ideas as well, um, you know, technical crew on on tour. Um, and but I, I, that's something I'm actually really quite personally involved in because uh, I I really am um, sort of massively interested in that side of stuff, and I. I I think visually quite a lot even when I make music so for me it's, I always feel like there's like a specific way <laughs> of lighting a certain song um and so, so I, I work a lot quite closely with our our lighting designer um Sam and uh it's uh it, it's definitely something where uh, unfortunately part of it is just also the financial reality of things and just not not being able to go like full <laughs> You know,
0: full news uh, on it. Full
1: be- <laughs> yeah. Full. I was I was gonna say Beyonce, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, uh, muse, is, muse is a good example. Uh, yeah, it's it definitely um, we're we're not at that stage yet, but you know, slowly but surely, kind of progressing.
0: Fantastic. And you recorded this record in in New York, right?
1: Yes. Yeah, in Brooklyn.
0: So, what was the thought behind moving there? Obviously, there's a, a huge music scene in Brooklyn, but uh, was it just yeah, to be a part of that, think... or just to go away and do it somewhere else?
1: It was. It was a lot of things. It was definitely going away. It was uh, working with Nicholas Burns uh, in studio mm-hmm. uh, in Greenpoint, and it was uh, definitely New York is a city we all really love, and uh, we were quite keen on getting close to maybe a, a different music scene to the one in London, and um, just being just being in the, in you know. That city in the summer was was a huge yeah huge influence
0: yeah uh, on the record. Do you think that that kind of frees you up a little bit, being away from perhaps other people, friends, family, and 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 things like that? Who or other people who are more familiar with the stuff that you had been doing beforehand? Do you think maybe being away so, allows to, you?
1: Yeah, to some extent for sure. It was really just us and Nicholas just working, and you know we know people in in New York, but uh, like we have our label over there. Um, our American label, but it's, it's, um, it was, everyone was so respectful of, of just giving us the time and space we needed. So, so that was great. And, um, also anyway, we kind of, we had like quite a, quite a good plan in, um, sort of in motion at that point, because we had been working on the songs for quite a while in London. Yeah. Uh, And the positive thing is that we had a strong sense of what we wanted to do, but the negative thing is we kind of had, you know, ran ourselves into the ground a bit by just being just kind of like just this crazy circle of of constantly working on the record Mm -hmm. in London and it just wasn't really stopping. And so that's where we felt like we needed to move somewhere else.
0: What's it like then when you take it out on the road finally? I guess it's a relief to finally have it done and to have said, right, that's it. It's it's, it's finished. And you get to show off the songs that you've been living with for such a long time. Or do you kind of feel, you know, that you've been living with them for such a long time that you just want to almost move away from them and try something and go on to the next thing
1: no it's a a totally different challenge by that point and i find it for me it's phase two of the song Mm -hmm. uh you know phase one is really just like it's painting the picture and getting a frame and all that kind of stuff but then the, the 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 live is is kind of is is in a way making sense of it all and like, going, know, okay, we've, you know, we've gone a bit crazy on this record. Like, there's all these textures, there's all these things. Like, how do we do it? What is important? What isn't? Um, and um, and generally, like, by the end of a tour, uh, like, by the end of this year, for example, I'm like, shit, I really want to record the record again. I feel like it's, I mean, even better live than it is on record, you know, like, because uh, uh, we just spent, like, a lot of time, we dedicate a lot of effort to... Um, to try to make it even better um, and even, you know, sort of more powerful and impactful.
0: So is there a live album in the offing then?
1: <laughs> uh, no, probably not. Probably not just for now. Well, maybe maybe a few more records before uh, <laughs> before that happens. <laughs>
0: All right, well, Igor, thank you so much for taking the time. I really appreciate it. And as I said, no, no,
1: probably no, thanks, Sam.
0: loving the record. Um, yeah, great. Looking forward to the gig and uh, yeah, enjoy your day. See you later.
1: Cheers. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: Big thanks again to Igor for taking the time to talk on the podcast. Next week, my guest is going to be James from the band Biffy Clyro. And uh, if you want to make sure you don't miss that, please do subscribe on iTunes and it'll just pop up there. Comment, rate, subscribe, share, all those things, and it'll really help get the, the name and the word of the podcast out there. Thanks so much. See you next time.